0: Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. hello and welcome to this week's episode of a higher branch where i am presenting part two of my episode that i recorded with lynn mcpherson on hypnotherapy and how a lot of our anxieties are locked away deep in our subconscious and as hard as we may try we cannot control that anxiety until we unlock this subconscious and find out the source So for those of you new to our podcast, Lynn is a hypnotherapist who over many years has cured and healed people with trauma and anxiety, even after many years of traditional therapy. I've known her for a few years now, and she's done some remarkable things for some people, simply because she sees anxiety as a message with clues. So in the last episode, we approached really hypnotherapy from the perspective of how living in the moment gives you that power to unlock the subconscious and we talked about the typical anxieties that most people carry with them the difference between hypnotherapy and talk therapy which is what a lot of us are are used to all right you sit down opposite a psychologist and now that can take for some people many months or years but with hypnotherapy when you tap into the subconscious, you get to the source. And the reason why hypnotherapy is not very popular or has this stigma attached to it is it's very personal. And I will admit that you can come across... People are scared of this modality because they may come across hypnotherapists that are not so caring and maybe they're not comfortable with that hypnotherapist. I can tell you from experience, from seeing Lynn myself and referring to lots of people... She makes you feel so at ease and it will come across in part two of my podcast with her. So this week, we're going to take a deeper dive into hypnotherapy and how it's not a one-size-fits-all treatment and I also ask Lynn why she loves doing what she does and how she fits time into her busy schedule for her own time and that's something you'll find instructive because we often leave ourselves last when it comes to our work and our personal life and our relationships. So in this episode, we are going to take a deeper dive into the topic of relationships and how hypnotherapy can improve your relationships. So sit back, relax and enjoy part two of my interview with Lynn McPherson. Let's get on to relationships. Sure. And... As I said, one of the most popular podcasts last year was How to Fix a Broken Heart with Dr. Guy Winch. Mm. And you will meet Guy in 2023. Oh, I'm excited. Upgrade your life. Yes. Yes. Everyone that meets Guy. And
1: Luke. So Guy and Luke. Luke, yes.
0: (laughs) Now, there's a lot of people experiencing breakup in the world, right? And where I think all this emotional trauma of breakups... Mm. Actually, let's rewind. Before a breakup, there's this sense there's always one or two people in a relationship, so one or both, that attaches their happiness to the other person.
1: Yeah, which, which is not a good thing. Not a good
0: thing. And so then if the relationship suffocates for whatever reason and they have a breakup, mm that's a trauma
1: it is people hang on that's a
0: trauma so I want to get your and it will not clear
1: until you clear it this is the thing and if you don't clear it your tendency will be to repeat the same pattern or
0: stops you from going into another relationship exactly but what is happening in the world now that we Mm. talked about offline is that people are disconnecting their emotions from intimacy They're seeking physical intimacy now. I mentioned the podcast with Melissa Ferrari where we talked about how to be single in 2021 and beyond. And so people are gravitating away then that we're going into the swipe culture now, right? Yes. So young people are seeing these 30-somethings, 40-somethings, 50-somethings who have this trauma in their life, divorce, Mm. breakups, Mm. I'm never going to trust someone again and... They hear all this, they're seeing it on TV, they're hearing it from their parents, maybe from their aunts, uncles, whatever. Yeah. So young people are saying, ah, that's pretty crappy, I don't wanna do that. I just wanna swipe, hook up and move on. No chance of getting hurt. So tell us your experience with people, first of all, that are in relationships and have had a breakup, that's a trauma, is that something that is on the increase or not really, not I more think, than normal?
1: I think what is in on the increase is lack of connection and people are suffering with that of every age group. So I see all of it. So men and women, Right. so you know, the stereotypical view is, you know, men don't really care about a lack of connection. That's so untrue from my experience. I think almost every human Mm. being, that's what they want is real connection. So a loving connected relationship at the end of the day. Yes, look, if they're very young, they might want some experience and to yeah. that experiential thing for a while, yep. but they get sick of it pretty fast. Most people do. I hope so. Too. They really do. <laughs>
0: I have teenage kids, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> they do, and yeah. and they get to the point where they would actually yeah. really rather not date than have have those kinds of superficial, yep. Yep. disconnective intimate experiences. That's an oxymoron in a way. Yeah. It's disconnected yeah. and it's intimate yeah. and it's sort of like soul destroying for a lot of people. So I feel yeah. like there might even be a backlash and I think there is starting to become one slowly yeah. because people just need more. At certain stages they might be interested in that but that stage wears off and I think this is the thing that we need to understand. Additionally if people have been heartbroken like you said before they don't want to get heartbroken again so it's easier to just have intimacy without connection because then i can't get hurt right if people have been brought up in an environment where they haven't learnt connection yep they can't Mm. connect so they have to clear that trauma from their childhood before they can connect
0: wow okay if
1: people have been traumatized in their childhood and then they re-traumatize their partners, because of it, mm. they need to clear that trauma before they can have a healthy relationship with their partner. Wow.
0: Okay. It's complex. It's complex. Yeah. They're,
1: and then I could go on. I could go yeah. on for fifty more times. Yeah. About reasons why relationships cannot work until you clear what's creating the problem the basis level or the basic level, which is almost always unconscious.
0: As we progress, you know, into the twenty-first century and then beyond, is there less trauma or more trauma? Because we seem to be more
1: I think more disconnection creates more disconnection. So if you were brought up in an era Mm. where it was very popular to control cry and not bond with your children, and you were one of those children, and you didn't learn how to bond from an early age, it's going to be difficult for you to bond as an adult.
0: So, okay, that's excellent. (laughs) I never believed in hitting children. No. Just instinctively. And I was brought up in an era where they hit children. Mm. It's like, that's how you discipline your children and... That's what they thought was right. That's right. That's right.
1: You don't blame anyone. And? Yeah, but the trauma's still there. You have to clear that. It will never go away. I get 70-year-olds still crying about what happened in their childhood.
0: Yeah, because back then... It doesn't go away. Back then, there was... Yeah, it was a lot of that. And I never believed in fervorising kids. It just never felt right for me. Like. Controlled crying, they call it. Yeah. So I used to just barge in and say, "No, I'm picking up my child."
1: Good. I did the same. Yeah. I wrote a book about it, but basically, yes. What is that book called, by the way? Intuitive mothering.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Anyway, I don't think I don't even know if it's still in publication. (laughs) But basically, Yeah. yeah, that was published by New Holland a little while ago now but basically that was all about tuning into your instincts as a mother or as a parent and listening to your child so we are programmed to respond to that cry respond to that child exactly. and that's how the child learns if i'm distressed i will get a response and you know that's how you learn what an emotional response is yep now if you haven't had that or if you've had inconsistency there then how can you be emotionally responsive as a consistent adult
0: wow yes spot on yeah, yeah exactly now the yeah. good
1: news is that is easy to recalibrate
0: okay but how
1: very easy but again <laughs> i'm sorry you have to work with the unconscious mind yes. because you don't understand what it is consciously okay. it basically yeah. manifests in the form of things like feeling alone in the world or feeling like you know one understands you or feeling unworthy
0: so we basically Very have a Very generation common. now that's being raised with controlled crying yeah. as a technique with that's all this why, trauma.
1: Yeah, and then in addition to that, yeah. all their connections yes. are cyberspace and not real connections. Most of their connections are superficial. Bingo.
0: Yes, yes. So we've yes. got double
1: whammy happening yep, yeah, here.
0: Yeah.
1: So how do they know how wow. to connect? Yeah. When they don't do what you and I are doing right now, there's no eye contact. There's no real interconnectivity. There's no in the moment, I'm listening to you, I'm hearing you, I'm feeling what you're saying. They don't know how to do that. Their parents have been too busy to do that with them. So how are they going to learn that? How do you learn what you've never been taught?
0: So if you're listening right now Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, well, I don't have any problems in my life but at one point in your life a hidden trauma that you have can manifest itself is it worth then just doing hypnotherapy like can you find if someone comes to you and says i have no problems but let's discover if i have any hidden traumas or latent traumas traumas is that something i
1: had i had a lady come in once and she said i've got a chocolate addiction yeah she wasn't actually overweight it was funny she was eating a couple of you know, the big family-sized blocks a day.
0: I see no problems with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what she came for. And I said, do you have any other issues? No, no, my life's perfect. Absolutely perfect. Perfect. And I said, wow, I've never actually heard of anybody like that. Yeah. That's amazing. And she said, yeah, no, no, no. There's nothing. Yes. And then she said, do you you deal with anger? Oh, you know, by the way, do you deal with anger? And I said, oh, yeah. And she said, oh, because... I scratch my husband and he's got scars all over his chest because I've scratched him so much out of anger.
0: Now that's a problem.
1: <laughs> that's a bigger problem than chocolate addiction, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, absolutely. So you see how people normalise yep. things that they've just normalised even though those things are not. So sometimes we think we have no problems, yeah. but actually we're just in denial about Hang it. Hang
0: on, are those scratches during intimacy? Arg- or? Arguing. Oh, actual aggression, assault, so aggression. Assault. okay mm. yeah yep. much yep. bigger problem <laughs> much than the bigger chocolate. problem I was gonna say yeah. yes
1: so yeah. Uh, yeah. even yesterday I had a client come in and she said and I could see by what she was presenting mm. with that she had major childhood trauma right. and she was in complete denial about it in the way that it manifested right. total denial about it because consciously this is what I say you can talk mm. about it forever And you will never ever get there. You'll just tell the counselor. And even if the counselor knew, they couldn't resolve it consciously because it's not something they work with. It's in the unconscious mind. You can't do the two together. If someone's seeing a psychologist, they can't see me because one undoes the other. They're different, they're opposite Mm -hmm. modalities. So anyway, she comes in, she says, I don't have these issues. I don't have any of those issues. I knew she did. And then she started seeing how they would manifested in her relationship with her husband and her children and her friends and mm. how she didn't she had to get drunk every time she went out in order to feel acceptable to anybody now what is at the basis of that a feeling of being unacceptable yes so that's when it was an aha moment oh yes that's why I do it because I don't feel acceptable to people mm. so I have to get drunk in order to feel acceptable to them
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. I just want to make the point now that... So when you do see Lynn, and that was my experience with yourself, Lynn, is that for me it felt also like it was a psychotherapy along with hypnotherapy because you're effectively a psychologist, like the way you think and approach things. So that was my experience. I just wanted to point that out.
1: Yeah, that's good to know.
0: Yes. So I felt like I was in a therapy session... But you then were. at the same time, mm. the fix wasn't, well, come back again next week and let's talk about it for another 10 months. Right? Exactly. The fix was instant and that was the hypnotherapy. That's what what I saw from my experience, what the difference was. And you telling me about some of these people that you're seeing, mm. it takes psychologists to really identify what the root cause is and that, uh, before you go on to do your hypnotherapy. So...
1: Like I said, again, you're mm. communicating with all these different elements. It's not about words. A psychologist yeah. would only listen to your words or maybe some of your body language. So I'm looking for all your unconscious communication as well. And then we work at that unconscious level. So even when I was talking to you, yep. I would have been using unconscious language, which you wouldn't be aware of consciously, which would have yeah. made you feel different without knowing why. But uh, yep. So it's not about thinking anymore. Mm. It's about how you feel in your body. So we use techniques like NLP and all kinds of other processes yes. and techniques that communicate at both the conscious and the unconscious level to create a congruence or an agreement between those two minds. Yep. So a cognitive therapy is mm. a totally different thing because then you're talking about techniques and conscious behavioral patterns Does that make sense? Yes. Strategies, conscious strategies. Strategies, that's right. Right? I'm in this dysfunctional relationship. Which lawyers do I see? How do I get out of it? Who do I talk to about custody? You know, these are strategies Mm -hmm. that you need to talk about and figure out with someone who understands and knows. Mm -hmm. Those are conscious processes. When you work with me, you work with the unconscious mind, which will guide you to those things. But we don't have to talk about them. We talk about... How you need to feel in order to heal what's yeah. holding you back from doing what you need to do yep. so often i get people coming back to relationships i get people coming to me mm. they have massive life changes they send their partner to me because they're, they're having trouble in their relationship or their relationship yep. might even be over yeah. so they send their partner to me and suddenly that they their partner turns into a whole new person and the whole dynamic can shift so that person might become so attractive. After they've done the work to the person who sent them that they get back together Uh, do you know what I mean yeah
0: wow that's pretty cool yeah yeah so couples
1: therapy yeah in itself can be very flawed because if you're taking two broken people and putting them into therapy it's gonna be very difficult to fix so you're much better off getting each individual to fix themselves get rid of all their trauma and all their repetitive patterns And then they come together like that family scenario I talked about where the whole family create a new dynamic and then that relationship creates a whole new dynamic and then they it's sort of like they rediscover each other without all the baggage.
0: Right, right. So it's like we're almost,
1: it's almost like we're buried sometimes beneath a lifetime of rubble. Yep. And we've lost ourselves in there. Yes. And And then when you work with me, we get rid of it all. Yep. And it's like Jack in the Box, you pop out.
0: Yes, that's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> yeah. so,
0: so how do you fix a broken heart with hypnotherapy?
1: Okay, so that's complex again. Yeah. wish there was a simple answer. It just depends on the person and how yeah. that's manifested in them. So okay. if it's a feeling, you would treat that differently. Yeah. So if it's a visual process of replaying something in their mind, uh, which often creates and generates feelings, T- depending on whether it's sad, angry, bitter, a whole lot of things, you would wow. have, to, you'd have to reframe it. to highly specific. Yeah, yep. you'd have to reframe it at an NLP level as well. Yep. So you'd have to know how to do that. What does NLP mean? So neuro-linguistic programming. Yep. So that's talking the language of the unconscious mind.
0: Okay. Right?
1: Yep. So that's programming you through mm-hmm. language to understand what I'm talking about at a more physical level, at a body level. Right, right. So it could have manifested into a phobia. Sometimes yeah. a trauma or a breakup Can actually become a phobia so i'll explain what that is so Mm. a phobia Mm. is basically a visceral or sensory response to something that is illogical yep so if we can imagine something and feel it in our bodies Mm. as a sensation even though it's not real it overrides reality so we can imagine this relationship being some amazing spectacular phenomenal thing only all the good bits yep and we can experience all those good bits and only remember them, Mm. and that can override the reality. And then that could be really positive if we were in the relationship and it was working, Mm. but it can be really negative if we're out of the relationship and it wasn't working. Now, if we've developed a sort of what I call phobia, Mm. it's a positive slash negative phobia, they're easy to wipe out because you do it at a visceral level, you do it at a a body body level and that's easy to work with yep. but if it's associated with a whole replay of memories then you've got to work at it in a more complex in a more complex way yes so it just depends what the person's doing with it yes and how much yep, denial yep. they're in as well so i had one woman come to me and her husband she'd found that her husband was having affairs but the marriage was a complete mess but she was in denial about all of that yeah. And when she realized that the marriage was in such a mess and she actually, and we had to do a whole lot of NLP
0: yeah.
1: to get there, yep. she no longer wanted that back. She didn't want that relationship back because she thought, do I want that? Do I want someone who treated me like that? Do I want someone who treated... She normalized it. Do I want someone who treated mm-hmm. me like that? Yep. So she became more aware of what she'd normalized and realized she didn't want it anymore. Yes. So she yeah. originally came as somebody who mm-hmm. wanted to mend her broken heart and get back with her husband mm. to being somebody who actually wanted to find somebody who was more suitable to her.
0: Great. So what would have happened had she not gone through that process with you?
1: Well, I don't know. She might have just stayed there in that broken heart state, not realising that he was unsuited to her, mm. having no power within herself.
0: That's the key, isn't it? Not having herself. What we were talking within, about before. Yep.
1: Being authentic. Yeah. Being that empowered you. Yeah. And saying, these are the boundaries. This is okay. This is not okay. Yep. And it's different for everybody. What might be okay for you may not be okay for me, vice versa. Yes. As a couple, what's important is to understand that and to communicate that and to be comfortable. So if you're in a partnership and someone does something that you find really uncomfortable, and you are not heard when you say, I find that really uncomfortable. That's a recipe for disaster, isn't it? Mm, because absolutely. you cannot come to a place of compromise where you understand each other. So mm. a couple that's functioning meet in the middle somewhere, don't yes. they?
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. Mm. That's exactly yeah. right. Yep.
1: And we really need that communication. So often couples who don't argue, who never argue, are your least healthy couples because they don't feel safe or they don't feel heard, so they don't bother saying anything.
0: That's sad, isn't
1: it? Mm. Hey. Eh?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you'd rather be in a relationship where you, where you say what you fight think. and make up. <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Have a bit of passion.
0: Did you ever watch Seinfeld?
1: I haven't watched Seinfeld. Okay. Can you believe that? <laughs> no, uh, I have. I just
0: remembered the episode where George said to Jerry. You missed out on the make-up sex. <laughs> <laughs> he said, that's the best part of having a, an argument, is the make-up so you can have the sex.
1: I can anyway. relate to that bit. And I'm sure much of your audience will know that episode, but I didn't see it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, the make-up sex is very good. Why Let, miss out on that?
0: Let's talk about sex. Do you get a lot of people who come and see you with sexual dysfunction?
1: Yes, yeah. huge amounts, yeah.
0: And is it more so now? Is it a mm. spike because of
1: no no the advent it's always, of technology uh, i don't think so i think it's always well in my experience and i have been practicing i suppose i haven't i, I wasn't practicing 20 years ago so i don't know okay
0: so but, what, what sort of problems are you getting then so well there's
1: there's sexual dysfunction there's erectile dysfunction there's all kinds of erectile issues that i see people for there's performance issues performance related mm. issues there's women who have and men who have the same sort of thing. So vaginismus, all kinds of things like that.
0: What was that, sorry?
1: Vaginismus. What's that? So that's yeah. kind of pain and often mm. emotionally created. Sometimes it's physical relating ah. to sex.
0: So it's actually painful yes. for them to be intimate, to have yes. sex. Yeah. And that's that's fairly so, common. And, okay. and sometimes
1: yeah. that can be emotionally resolved and sometimes not. Sometimes you need physiotherapy and both. Sometimes you need both. Okay. So it's like there's a physical issue with an emotional charge. There's also intimacy yes. issues yeah. wow. that are emotionally created. So intimacy issues that come out of being terrified of being rejected. So I can't get close to someone for fear of rejection or that sense of never, ever being wrong. I have to be right all the time because... I'm insecure in myself. So anybody that challenges me, I'll just say stuff you sort of attitude and that's never right. gonna work in a relationship. Somebody who expects intimacy without being emotionally involved mm. or compassionate or empathetic, that's never gonna work. I could well, go on and on and on. Like go on <laughs> and on and on, no. tell us. We, well, you yeah. know, it's just the variety of yeah. issues that I get are just endless, and endless.
0: Can you give us an insight into the process of releasing that trauma? What sort of traumas are associated with?
1: There could be child sexual abuse. There could be emotional abuse as a child. There could be damaged relationships in their past. There could be trauma that's not even regarding relationships. There could have been bullying at school that they haven't recovered oh, from.
0: Geez, we're such fragile creatures aren't we (laughs) yeah we are
1: but but you know what you know what I find Mm. if you know how to fix it we don't have to be fragile we just don't have to be our problem is we just think that things will fix themselves naturally and easily without us doing anything
0: there it is right there in a nutshell isn't it this whole episode yes that is the the, the biggest problem in humanity at the moment yes yeah
1: and we outsource the problem yes I'm just gonna go okay this is the problem yeah it'll fix itself yeah and it doesn't
0: or, or we transfer the problem to a doctor or we go looking outside for someone to fix us. Could be in exactly. a relationship or exactly. a new job.
1: So we either expect it to fix itself or we get it fixed in the wrong ways. Yep. Ways that don't actually fix it. So that's probably what's happening in our Western culture at the moment. That's the biggest problem. So we mm. don't know how to fix these issues. But when you do know how to fix them, they can be fixed in instantly like you experienced yourself. Yeah. Like instantly in an hour. Or two, max. Wow. And they never, like I say, it's like that Mm. snake shedding a skin. It doesn't come back on.
0: But does the problem give you an insight into what the original trauma was?
1: No, not always. It can be be totally something.
0: I'll give you one example then. So these are real life people that I know. Mm -hmm. The female in the partnership. Yeah. Male, female, right? (laughs) The female in the relationship gets very angry, jealous, right? So if he's talking to a girl. Mm in a bar Mm. they go to the bar together and they're having fun with friends but by the end of the night it's major drama it's like the guy has committed adultery and uh and he's like i'm just talking to that person and she gets very violent with him
1: violent Mm. yeah
0: so it can be it can Mm. get that so it can be hitting and i thought of it because you mentioned the other client that you had who left scratch marks on her partner so obviously there's something there right in the subconscious. There's something,
1: I would say there's something, without even meeting them, and I'd yeah. have to listen to both of them to understand what's going on and work with them individually. But generally, generally, mm. and this is just generally, there's something that she hasn't resolved with is, those anger <coughs> issues. And again, you'd have mm. to look all the way back to see where that comes from. And, and it you'd seems have to, to be
0: a repetitive problem with every partner
1: Anger, had. Anger is usually <coughs> about injustice, feeling like there's injustice. So Mm. was there injustice in her childhood? That's the first thing you'd want to look at. Okay,
0: right. See, that's what I'm talking about. You know how to zone (laughs) in, right? And then that comes out in hypnotherapy. So it's
1: triggered by him doing something that she's interpreting, rightly or wrongly, as injustice. Now, Nelson Mandela, mm. he witnessed injustice. He got angry. He yeah. changed the world. He used anger in a really positive way. Yep. So did Martin Luther King. Yes. Lots of people do. But anger can be really, really bad for you if you keep it in and then it comes out in these dysfunctional ways. That's like eating mm. poison and expecting someone else to die. So, what she's doing with her anger yeah. is she doesn't know what to do with it. It's triggering something, I would imagine, something deeply rooted that she hasn't addressed. and that would be something she would have to sort out. And then we'll look at him because it's never one-sided. So what is he doing? What is he not hearing that's upsetting her? What is he doing? that's not giving her the security she needs okay so mm-hmm. and then there's a patterning in him yeah. so there's a double trigger going on probably but that i'm guessing because i haven't met yeah. either of them I'm guessing
0: they're both super attractive and mm. she's exceptionally attractive like you'd look at her and say why would you ever get jealous about anything <laughs> like why <laughs> like you could get anyone out there yeah so i was just curious you know because that's a dysfunction isn't it? that's a dysfunctional relationship Well, she
1: wants to be mm. obviously okay. she wants him to put her on a pedestal mm. and she wants his admiration and she's feeling that she's not getting that in the way that she feels validated but so
0: she doesn't come across like that she's no, but that's, quite confident and independent and that's fine it's just
1: but that's she just, something she's not like going to Brain
0: snap like that it's like yeah maybe you're right who, something knows? She's, yeah. <laughs> who knows like yeah
1: you'd have to yeah have to work with her and find yeah. out what's going on there but there's something deep-rooted for sure
0: and it like you said it would be born out of an injustice during childhood probably probably
1: probably yes
0: so during then hypnotherapy you go to those three levels you mentioned
1: yeah right but by the way just before we move on she would have to want to fix that if she came to me because if she's in getting something Mm. out of the anger and she enjoys it I'm not gonna be able to help her so there's there might be what we call secondary gain so people get more out of the destructive patterns eating disorders are commonly like that. They mm-hmm. get more attention out of having the eating disorder than fixing it.
0: So why fix it? Yeah. yeah. So
1: there's no incentive to fix it. So we've got to be careful there too. You've got to so, see how complex it is. <laughs> yes, so I'm
0: thinking about that now. Like,
1: look at you, you're going, well, it I is, it's I thought my job was difficult. <laughs> yes. It's not always that simple. Yeah. It, it feels simple when you work and you do it, and you, you do it on, with yourself, but yeah. actually, it's, not, it's much more complex than we realise, you yes. know. I did have somebody come in with a, a sexual issue recently that I had to say, I can't, I can't work with you because getting such a thrill out of that, that right. you don't, it's obvious that you don't want to fix it. Yep. So you need to work with someone who, not me, because if you're getting something out of it yep. and you're really loving it and you, you're then saying it's dysfunctional and you want to stop it, there's a disconnect there. It's not going to work. You really need to be committed to stopping it Mm. if you really want to stop it
0: have you ever had uh, a client that is not interested in sex at all
1: oh yeah of course yeah
0: is that a common thing
1: no it's not common no okay but usually those people have been abused sexually abused oh really yeah okay yeah. usually they have i only yeah.
0: just came across it the other mm. day actually mm. as a it's a phenomena is it is the term asexual no
1: I don't know, because I, I don't usually do you so labels, you know like me? I don't like labels. labels.
0: Yeah, which is a good thing. It just I, is what it is. <laughs> everyone's like obsessed with labels these days. No.
1: <laughs> People walk in with OCD, they walk out without it. They walk in with ADHD, they walk out without it. Yep. They walk in with chronic anxiety, they walk out without it.
0: You deal with ADHD and ADHD? All of it, yeah. Yep. They
1: walk in with their labels, they walk out without them. They become unstuck. Mm. I really don't believe in the labels. The labels yep. keep you stuck
0: yes so we've got to
1: really that's another thing we really need to address these labels there's a reason for everything there's a reason for abstinence there's a reason for any kind of what we consider dysfunction what you may consider dysfunction somebody might love you know vice versa everybody's idea and you know what you can't judge people what's right for one person is Mm. fine as long as it's right for them as long as it's not harming other people it's good it's it, people do what what's right for them and we just have to be more accepting of everybody i think
0: on that point yes so i know a couple where the wife started identifying as a male okay right and so she's going through hormonal therapy to become a male mm-hmm. and i said oh, what does that mean for the relationship she said we're not getting a divorce she said lucky for me he actually likes men so, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. When you mentioned that it's time that we start accepting, mm. you know, so without labels, do you ever deal with people who like, don't feel like they're male or female and they want to change and they've got anxiety around that and how they come out or?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think we're just not accepting enough of the fact that people mm. are born the way they're born. And sometimes people are born with a leg that's shorter than the other. Mm. Or sometimes they're born with dyslexia or something else, and we just accept it. But if we're born identifying as a different sex, then we think that's wrong, and we judge it. We shouldn't be judging anything. Just accept it and work with it and support people. Because Mm. we're individuals, you know, and we don't follow a formula. We're not like a car with an engine, and you do this to it and that to it, and every single person, this is why our whole conversation, you say to me, how would you treat that? I Mm. wish there was a way I could say, well, you do this, One, two, three. It's never like that because every single person requires a different intervention. Every single person requires a different way of responding to them. So I've never met two people that require the same response. Never. And I never Mm. will because we're all unique. And your state of ease, what I call state of ease, is unique to you. Nobody else in the world will have Sam's state of ease, only Sam. And your state of ease, which is ideal for you, mm. may be very uncomfortable to, to someone, someone else.
0: else. Yes, that's right. Do You yep. know what I mean? Yeah.
1: So my job is to help you mm. to restore and regain and experience full-time your state of ease. Now that doesn't mean you don't have challenges. It just means that when you have challenges, you know how to navigate through them to take you back to that state of ease. Yep. That's it. Yep. It's as simple as that.
0: I yeah? love it. Yep. And if you get stressed
1: or tense, fantastic. Listen to it. What's that telling me? Where's that Mm. taking me? Is it taking me out of here? Is it taking me away from this person? Mm. Is it telling me that this person's actually really toxic? Is it telling me that this situation is dysfunctional? Is it telling me that this is important to me and I want to do well at it? What is that feeling telling telling me? me? And listen to that so that it takes you into your state of ease. Yep. Which is maybe out of the relationship, out of the conversation, into the performance. Yep. Does it make sense? Yes. Yeah. So if we listen, if we listen to our feelings, that's where we're going to go in order to expand, to go into expansive mode, as long as we don't feel threatened by them. Yep. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: But then you have to clear all the trauma that created some of these feelings and some of these traumatic responses first otherwise it won't really work. Right. And you can't do that to yourself.
0: No, that's right, we, you need that someone guiding during that yeah. those three levels. Yes,
1: well, like there's actually four levels, but mm. the fourth level of trance is when you're actually unconscious. Right. So we don't do a lot of that until the end. I, I think I did that with you in the end, but you don't do that until the end. Sometimes you do mm. it in the middle. Look, it just depends again on the person. <clears throat> yes. And some people, we go there straight away, Yep. But, but, you know, most people require a bit of NLP like you did mm. in order to get there. So, again, you know, we have to learn, learn how to play. It's very playful, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> That's the other thing about it. It's, it's not, fun. It's I, fun. I it fun. It's not yeah. stressful. It's not like It's liberating. Hard. It is. Yeah. It's not yeah. hard work.
0: Look, I think you make it really, really – I think the biggest hurdle for people is being comfortable in the presence of that person mm. doing it. And like any relationship, whether it's business or personal, ultimately you need to be comfortable with the person who, you know. Exactly. And that's a personal thing. But more often than not, I can honestly say with yourself, like you make people feel very comfortable. I like uh, the way you you went about it. Just everything was just – it was – honestly, it was like being – I'd been in that room many times before. I felt very comfortable
1: that's lovely and to hear yeah no yeah. I think
0: no I think that's a gift that you have and the words you choose to use and I, I can tell everything is personalised everything is customised I never yeah. felt like oh, I'm just going through this trained response like what they teach at university what you do requires complete improvisation on the spot it does. and customisation it really does. for that person
1: and you have to be really connected to the person so I get mm. into your energetic state if you like for want of a better term. Yes. So your unconscious mind tells me what's going on. Right. And then I be, have to become attuned to that. So your unconscious mind guides me into yes. taking you yes into where you need to go. So yeah. it's kind of like you know how people say I just felt this connection with someone and mm. I don't understand what it was. That's an unconscious connection. That's right. So in order yep. to work the way that I do, you have to make that unconscious connection with every single person. Yes. Otherwise it wouldn't work it's yep. not a cognitive process yeah that's you right. know I, ca- I can't that's even right. really think when I'm working with people and I hate to call it working because it's more like playing but mm. I can't think because if I did think it would take me out of the connection
0: that's right mm. yeah yeah it's it's really strange for everyone that's listening because yes. I've been through it it was like you were reading
1: you do you have you to know,
0: like yeah the way you took me through that path as I said look I can't I can't remember. Well, you, like, you
1: you won't be able to because it's was, an unconscious process. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, it is an
0: unconscious. I, I don't honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. 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 But that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, but I felt I I do remember feelings of being comfortable. Yeah, And, that's great. and it was like you were reading my mind as well, mm. if that's the right mm. word for it, mm. and taking me on that path to discover where that trauma and it and it's a skill because. There's a million paths that you can go on. but There are. But the questions you asked led down and then another path and it was just like a shortcut and it was like, bang, there it is. Yeah. So you have to experience it. Honestly, if you're listening now and you want to do some work with this amazing woman, uh, you're very busy. You're booked out, what, two months in advance at the moment? Book it. (laughs) Book it in three months' time. Three months goes very quickly because it can be, like, uh, transformative. Yeah. You know, completely. Well, the beauty it doesn't matter what your age is.
1: It doesn't matter what your age is. And a lot of people who come yeah. to, to me in their 70s, they just say, oh my God, wish I'd done this when I was 20 because I would have had a very different life.
0: Yeah, that's what I said to myself yeah. too. Yeah.
1: And the interesting thing is you, you come to get rid of something, yeah. but then when you learn how to drive this process, you can achieve anything. Yes. It's that's like right. suddenly the world yeah. opens up for you. So it's suddenly like you have come from getting rid of all this rubble on top of you.
0: Yes.
1: into here here I am world yep. and then you're into that realm of all possibility. So you use it to get rid of what you don't want and then you use the same processes and understanding to create everything you do want. And that's what I love most. So I'm a pretty impatient person. Yep which is why I wouldn't be able to work with any other modality or in any other way. I'd, I'd get really impatient. You want results. I want yeah. results. Yeah, I want <laughs> yeah. to see people change their lives really fast. So what so
0: motivates you to do it?
1: I'm Seeing those changes, just seeing people change before yeah. my eyes and their voice changes and their face changes. Their eyes mm. are open, their face lifts, their expression changes. So you love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like, I mean, who couldn't love that? Yeah. There's no bigger gift in life to see somebody come alive before your eyes
0: are you a workaholic do you do you work a lot
1: <laughs> i i have a good balance how do you and say I, no
0: because if you have a long list of people do you ever get people that say look it's urgent i need to see you but you're, oh yeah, yeah
1: yeah i have people you know wanting to pay me double and triple and mm. you know and look the thing is i guess the the bottom line is it's just about doing what you can isn't it yeah you know doing what you can and doing the best with what you have and maintaining the passion. So I have to have a good balance in my life. Yep.
0: I mean what do you do for balance? Well, really?
1: I ride my bike, I swim in yeah. the sea. I go- Even in winter? Well, not in no. winter. I don't <laughs> swim in winter, but I do it in summer. I do bushwalks in winter along the ocean. So I have to get out in nature every single day and wow, clear my okay. mind in order to be able to, it's like, <clears> that's my form of meditation. In order to practice this work because it's very full-on
0: to be effective you yeah. need to be a really well balanced you have to be your balanced. energy has to be clean that's what i yes. noticed in that room i read energy really well yeah and it was really really clean i just the yeah. energy was just neutral like it was mm. pure so it was really good
1: you can't bring anything negative mm. into that space yeah you have to actually have like you say a clean mm. space to work from so, and that's, I think, where the power is, you know, it's like that clean slate. So, yeah, yeah and I mean, yeah. and I have to be there. I mean, I'm, that's my job. So, I have to make sure I get the time I need to refuel and recharge.
0: And during COVID, yeah. you were telling me that you were even busier because you were doing remote sessions and you found them just as effective. Just and as effective. And you have clients now in England, in America. All over the world. All o- yeah.
1: Yeah, all over the world. And it's amazing because I didn't even know if mm. phone sessions would be effective. The interesting thing is, that is they're more effective if you mm. don't have devices. So if you just have people listening to you, because most of the time their eyes are closed, as you know. Yes. So yes. you know, if you have people mm. listening to you and there's no visual interruptions and there's no technology, I think it's more effective, much more effective, well, okay. so I've tried both. Yeah. Uh, as long as they have a nice, comfortable environment and they're not gonna be interrupted, yep. the results are exactly the same, which are through the roof. So as long as somebody wants the changes, they get them. It's just crazy, the effectiveness of it. So no difference, absolutely no difference, Yep. my experience.
0: Now, your, your business is called Harmony? Harmony Hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy, that's yep. it. And you're based in Mossman in yes. Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. You love working? Uh, I, I love yeah. it, I love <laughs> it, I love
1: it, I love it. Such a great spot it. there, isn't it? It's beautiful, <laughs> it's beautiful. And where I work, we've got the ferry down the road, we've got everything yeah. there. So, you know, it's lovely. If I get a break, I can go down and have a coffee on the water. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like water. You probably gathered that. Yes, yes, I've gathered that. I like the sea. That. <laughs> Anything that involves the water and the ocean yeah. is good for me. Oh, that's So nice. we all have our thing, don't we? Yes. Because you love running, don't you?
0: I do, yeah. yeah. I love nature as well. Yeah. I just go for walks in nature. Yes, and just, you
1: too.
0: For me, it happens around the 45-minute mark, so I can have a mind that's just racing with things to do at work you know as a lawyer we're living in our mind the whole time yes. critical analysis critical analysis yeah and when i go into the national park the Karingai chase mm. so i live close to there and i live in the eastern suburb as well so i have two homes but around a 45 minute mark i don't even have to try to switch off it just nature just draws you in
1: that's what happens to me it just switches
0: off like I think that. it's
1: about mm. the 40 45 minute mark for me too is it yeah Yeah. yeah and amazing. then you start coming up with all kinds of creative ideas well I do I mm. kind of think of things that I'd never have thought of before so it's interesting yes. actually I do get a lot of lawyers and and yeah. I do get a lot of doctors funnily enough yeah. and psychiatrists
0: okay <laughs> which is very
1: interesting Yes. Yeah. And psychologists, they send me their kids. Yes. Which is, but, but basically, <laughs> it, it's very interesting. And, funny, yeah. and I've had a batch of surgeons lately, which is very interesting. So yeah. surgeons, you know, really well-known surgeons. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is a lot of them will say to me, you know, in fact, one of the surgeons I saw lately said to me, and I couldn't believe a surgeon said this. He said a lot of the time doctors do a lot of what they do makes people more sick. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So coming from a doctor... That was really... really Absolutely. A surgeon, in fact, a board-certified yep. surgeon. That was really interesting.
0: Well, you think every time they prescribe a pill, it uh, fixes one problem, causes another problem. Exactly. And that's the way of the world because, like you said, we're putting labels on everything. But I love what you do. It's. it's I love what you do too. There's no label on what you do. <laughs> there
1: isn't. There isn't. Yeah, yeah it's I, I love
0: what I do. I love uh, yeah. producing this podcast for awesome. our listeners and for all of you out there who do... Get in touch every now and then and send me an email. I, I love reading those emails. So, and it just inspires me to keep producing these podcasts.
1: Yeah.
0: And so for this week, I hope that you've gained something from this difficult topic to talk about and structure because it's one of those things that has to be experienced. Mm. to know exactly what it feels like yeah. and how powerful it can be as well. So if you have traumas in your life that you know about or don't know about, I look over to the console every now and then because I, I see that as like the audience. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: uh, so Lynn just saw me looking at the console and I can't believe we we're talking now for almost two hours two, hours. two hours.
1: I know. I just noticed that.
0: It's, it's a fascinating look. How fast time flies yeah. when we're
1: chatting. And that's because yeah. we're so in the moment, isn't it?
0: Exactly, We're on the yeah. same
1: page. We're very yeah. aligned. Uh, we're thinking the same way and we just get into this zone.
0: Well, I think we have the same lens. Yes. My lens is always is how can I improve people's lives because every time... I became a lawyer because I see it as an injustice and a tragedy when someone is living a life that, uh, that is really limiting and mm. not what they should be living. I come yeah. across a lot of brilliant people, smart people... Who sometimes just have one trauma in their life that's Mm. just ruined it for them Mm. so i see that as an injustice and i became a lawyer because i hated injustice
1: lots of lawyers do
0: yeah so that's one of the reasons why i produce these podcasts Mm. because my lens is even if it's just one person you know we have you know a few thousand listens every every week Mm. and every i think even if it's just one person that's picked up one little tip
1: Yes. from this yeah
0: or even one person has picked up the phone or emailed and made an appointment with you and yeah. four months from now they've transformed their life yeah for me all the hours that I pour in this podcast is worth it from just that one experience that I'm yeah. imagining is happening out there
1: yeah um, and it is happening and you're creating that and generating that and it's interesting because I come from an experience growing up in injustice because I grew up as you know in apartheid South Africa. and saw all that terrible injustice Mm. so I'm also there trying to create oneness amongst people and understanding and support and coming from a place of love and kindness
0: that's what it is and and that's why I always invite people who do come from a place of love and I really thank you because honestly for everyone that's listening now Lynn has given up half her day to be here and it was a
1: pleasure. And, but, you know, a lot of, of I a feel bad because a lot, a, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of
0: clients missed out. lot I won't call them patients. That's a label. No, <laughs> a lot no. of people missed out on seeing you. but
1: A lot of wonderful people. I often think if I bring them all together, yes. they'd get on so well because they're all just these fantastic people that want to yeah. improve themselves and make their lives a, a whole lot better.
0: I did detect an accent in there, and I'm thinking, I wonder what that accent is. <laughs> so now I got it it's South African.
1: <laughs> I came when I was very young 11 so yeah Yes There's a little yeah, bit there A little bit there
0: But thank you again Lynn yeah. This has been an amazing conversation There's so many takeaways Every time I have that conversation with you We've had twice before I always have to go back and listen to it again and again and again Because there's so many different takeaways But look really honestly A really big thank you for me to, For giving up half your day and coming here And
1: It was such a pleasure It was so thank lovely you. Thanks for having me I look forward to doing it again. There's lots more to talk about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'd love that. Absolutely. So thank you again for listening to another episode of A Higher Branch. Until next time, as always, live consciously, my friends.